everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 155 for October 24th, 2018. You heard that date right. That was yesterday. We are a buck short and a day late, so forgive us. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. I think you gotta do that one more time. Why? I don't it's know. It's kind of weenie. Yeah, I don't know. That was great. What are you talking about? No, it was weenie. Just do it again. There we go. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, and my boy Paul Jackman. I'll tell you why soon. The boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, John Made It, Barry Custom, Creator Nader, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Gentlemen, what are we up to? Um, let me let me start by saying, um, guess I, I got a little bit of a, a treat today. Mr. Mike Jeffcoat, Leatherneck Garage himself, friended me on Facebook. I didn't even know we weren't friends, but that's yeah. that was fun. Me too. To, me too. Yeah. Me too. This is wonderful. We love yeah. you, Mike. We're all friends. Thank you for thinking of us. Hmm. My my spidey sense is going on. What do you want, Mike? What's going on? <laughs> that was good, Phil. That was Thank very you. good. Thank you very much. That was very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. What uh what what are we what are we working on, Bill? What's going on on the old California bench over there? Uh, let's see. I um, uh, nothing. I'm kind of on a hiatus, and uh, as we get into the topic, I'll tell you why. But I'm I'm taking a couple of days off. Actually, I'm working hard at work, doing my thing at work. But uh, yeah, as far as the salon build goes, I'm um, I'm waiting to get material, shall we say? Hmm. I want to take a I want to take a rare moment to compliment Mr. Lutz. And then it'll never happen again. Don't worry. Okay, thank but, you. Um, he, you, you on your on. If you don't follow William Lutz on Instagram, it's William Lutz. Uh, I think there's an underscore in there. Um, but he takes a picture every morning around sunrise because he goes into work early. And yeah. uh, and you're getting really good. You're getting really yeah, good. A little too good. You're getting yeah. What do you, what are you up to, Jeff Coat? Yeah. <laughs> <Or> you're, getting, <laughs> you're getting right up there with uh, Mr. Berkey, who also likes to take those early morning photos. And I just wow. wanted to compliment you on your, your photography skills and your composition and stuff. And thank you. Thank you very much. That's uh, high praise yeah. indeed. Yes, they are. It was absolutely good. all yeah, Andy Berkey that started me even thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Nice work. Yeah. All okay, right. Dunk, so dunk, Bill's dunk, doing nothing. Dunk. Tim, what are you up to? Uh, I just finished up a, a lamp that was made from drumsticks that were sentimental drumsticks from a young man's it's a gift for him um i'm assuming he doesn't listen to this podcast uh i'm not gonna say any names anyways but he he's recent he's gonna graduate college soon he always played in drum corps and stuff and he saved all his broken sticks like a lot of drummers do and uh so his mom sent them to me and i made this lamp there's gonna be a video coming out this weekend of the project but it was it was a, a lot of fun i used reclaimed wood i i engraved with my laser cutter um all the different logos of um 
the different like drum chord groups that he was on and his initials. I made a lampshade out of an old drum, and this is a trick I'd done before, but I never videoed it. I have a lamp at my house like this. Um, and I'm, I was, just think it's a really cool like gift. You know, it was a lot of fun to make, a little bit different. Um, so you'll get to see that. I, on saw, my... I saw the Instagram pictures. Yeah, of I put it. some photos. Really, it. really cool. Yeah. Thanks. You know, and I, and I hemmed and hawed about the sticks because he had taped them, uh, which is, you know, typical. A lot of guys tape them for grip and stuff. And, uh, and it, I think it would have looked better if I took the tape off and I had just the natural wood, the two tones of wood. But I left the tape on because, like, my philosophy in going into this sort of thing when I make things out of sentimental things and I, I do it fairly often I, I really enjoy doing that when someone gives me something that's special to them and I re- rethink it and reinvent it you know um, so my, my theory and philosophy is always to do as little damage and as little change as possible to mm-hmm. the object you know like a historian would or something so I left the tape on but they could always peel it off I guess if they wanted <laughs> um, and then I'm also working on a short scale base it's a custom order a 30 inch scale base that uh, is coming out really nice um, oh, and I, and I sold a bass this week to uh, a, a young woman named Taryn, who is, we have a mutual friend, and uh, she works on motorcycles and stuff. I, I wish I knew her Instagram handle off the top of my head because her channel's cool. Um, nice. So I, got, I got to meet this uh, this very talented, uh, like, kind of mechanical artist-type girl, and she came in, she played a couple basses and bought one. So it was super cool. Uh, it was a nice hmm. day. And that's, uh, that's what's going on right now. How about very you, Very cool. I have a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I am currently tonight in Akron, Ohio. You probably could tell because the internet here in Akron is way better than it is in Cleveland, uh, <laughs> which everybody knows is the case. And uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's always talked about. I mean, that is everybody knows that. Um, but I am in the planning stages of converting our front entrance closet into a mini mudroom. So my wife and I are, are, we have a kind of a conceptual idea. We've done some Pinteresting. I'm also going to be building some cabinets for uh, what we used to call the living room, which is what is currently the playroom. So I'm going to mm-hmm. be building some cabinets there. So we're in the we're in the planning stages, and, and I might do some alteration to the garage entrance into the house where we're going to put in, like I'm going to put in new stairs and sort of like a, a putting on boots area area wow it seems like you're really pulling up your big boy pants there pal that's yeah. that's a lot of big projects yeah 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 but i'm excited because it's uh gonna be a real opportunity to have her stop complaining all the time so it's gonna be tremendous <laughs> <laughs> well all the successes you've um, shared with us regarding the outside of the house i have no doubt you're going to do great on the inside as well so. should be all right not nothing too crazy so i'm not really worried about that one thing i did want to say is that since we started talking about welding or that, you know, I was going to potentially look into it, um, I've had a lot of, like, a ton of outreach from the community. People tell me, yeah, you could do it. It's easy. Don't worry about it. Actually, uh, my new best friend, Paul Jackman, offered to to give me his old old welder. But unfortunately, I think the freight is more expensive than than that thing is worth. So I don't think it makes sense. Uh, So I've I've sort of spoken to a couple of... uh, welding companies in hopes of getting one for promotion nothing yet but uh you know there might be because paul ain't that far from i mean you know on the map work the way i look at it what if there's a way to piggyback that thing from you know moving that thing along to where you it ends up in a place where you're going to be you know 
Mr. Mr. Jackman has a he bought something for me at a junk shop he was down there and he was he was doing an Instagram tour of this junk shop he was in like you know secondhand stuff and I saw something mm-hmm. I wanted and I asked him to get it for me so he yeah. did so in theory I'm going to see him sometime to get that I could get the welder when I get that so now that brings it six hours closer to you five hours closer to you and then when Maddie comes home from college I could give it to her to bring back to Burlington and then it's only two hours away from you. Interesting. The wow. piggyback. The reclaimed piggyback. I'm telling you, this is the thing. Wow. This is like the above ground railroad. This is... Yeah, well, you have to get it across the border, which is technically smuggling, but that's not my problem. So. It's not smuggling. I would potentially maybe declare it. I probably would. Do you guys, do you guys have the I, same I would potentially maybe believe you would. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes, like, this welder, I always, I always travel across the border with this welder. <laughs> well, listen, I did it with a CNC machine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, you know what you do, Phil? Just bring along a Canadian plug, and you put that on the welder so it looks like it's from Canada. You are just full of good ideas today. Yeah, Dude, or you could just, just get a, uh, yeah, like a, just a Canadian, Canadian plug. sticker. You put a Canadian leaf sticker on the side of it somewhere, be like, oh, no, I bought this years ago. I was, just, I was helping my that's, buddy weld. That's not a stupid idea. Yeah. The Canadian sticker on it. I love it. Yeah, put like a Montreal hey! uh, put a Montreal Expos sticker on it. Huh. So, like, oh, I've had this thing for Am I years. wrong? The Expos go wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong in the fact that other countries don't use different plugs? Well, not Canada. Not Canada. But Europe oh. they use different plugs. Cuz in Europe everybody has like 220 going to the, everything's like 220, which makes more yeah. sense. You know, it's, but, uh, it's I think it's actually they use three-phase 220 also. Something like that, yeah. So it's like even if you go to like plug in your alarm clock, you, you're pulling like 220 into it. Like, no, yeah, half, no, half no, no, no. Yeah. It's no, no, no. I don't buy that. That don't make sense Marcus, to me. It's true. Marcus, call Phil. I mean Bill. And tell well, him. well no, not, not only Marcus, Jamie, you know, all the guys from England. No, Europe is a big place, right? Don't trust Jamie. Yeah, it's <laughs> different power from the UK to continental Europe. I think I think the UK only uses single phase, and then continental Europe that's is using. That's interesting. I, I just I really don't know because I've never been anywhere. So, well, that's why. Um, I, uh, speaking of Jamie, I heard he had uh, surgery of some sort. Yeah, and, uh, I, I don't know. Wishing well, man. Yeah, yeah. I geez, I hope they use the the three phase tools. Yeah, for surgery. You know. Yeah. Drives less amps. Hope they didn't skimp out on that. Two other yeah. phases. Yeah. Okay. Which brings us right into our topic. <laughs> wow! Wow! The art of the segue. Yeah. That is something else. I mean, I don't uh, want to say we have the best podcast ever. We don't have oh. to. Vance says it every time you listen. Um, That's true. <laughs> so, is the topic the price is right or the price is wrong? What did we say it was? Is the price is right? Yeah, because that's the game show. Right, that makes yeah, the but there's sense. no question. But the, the game shows are the exclamation point, I think. But we're putting it question mark. Right. And, and the reason the why right? the, the game show right. we're talking about is um, the one that Drew Carey hosted. And the reason we were talking about Drew Carey is because Phil was in Cleveland and we couldn't record the show while he was in Cleveland because the internet sucked apparently in all of Cleveland. So, but not what accurate. Was that? A VIP access to our. Uh... <laughs> we don't tell people this kind of stuff on the. Oh, this is all. Oh. If, you're, if you're a Patreon supporter, you oh, would have heard that's the whole right. story. Yeah. That's why I said we need to encourage people to become a patron because you would know all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. This, oh, great segue to that. Here. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Uh, for 
whatever uh, Bill's talking about right now, you get access to that kind of uh, <laughs> backstage VIP talk to find out where it is that we come up with our brilliant topics with only $1 per episode as a Patreon supporter. You know, the only thing worse on podcasts than the uh, relentless, like, commercials for mattresses and, like, online educational programs are the podcasts that are always begging for money. <laughs> well, well, this is Hold on. We, we don't beg. We don't, we don't beg. We, no. we ask. We offer we services for a small fee. Yeah. We encourage. We, uh, we lift up. We point out the obvious. Mm-hmm. But we don't beg. We don't beg. I'm with Bill on this one. Yeah. Okay. All In right. that spirit, please, please, please <laughs> send us those donations. <laughs> I'm just kidding, mostly. Uh, All so, yeah. right. We'll be right back after a word from our... Uh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, tired of okay. sleeping in a cardboard box? Try this. <laughs> um, it's actually really good feedback. The, pr- the price is right, right? Is yeah, not is only right. because you were in Cleveland and... Uh, the home state or the hometown of Drew Carey, the host of The Price is Right, but it's also because of Mr. William Lutz's recent excursion to a particular secondhand building supply store. So maybe oh, you yeah. want to uh, get us going? It, it wasn't really a secondhand uh, building supply, but it was a lumber a lumber company uh, just outside of Berkeley. So that, first of all, told me, oh, Berkeley, <laughs> yeah. gosh, this is going to be good, right? Um, but it's a, yeah, it's like, you know, Uncle John's lumber yard they specialize in reclaimed redwood especially because it's northern california so i drove up there because i need to get some uh new shelf boards for casey's new salon and when i first walked in i see uh some beautiful two by twelves beautiful rough sawn still wet right and i walk up to the guy and he happened to be standing there and i'm like hey uh, i'm looking to get some two by twelve you know eight foot i need like ten of them and, uh, you know, what's the price go for something like that? But I'm eyeballing this stack of gray old, the reclaimed stuff I can see up in the corner. And the guys are, oh, well, this is like $5 a linear foot. And I'm like, okay. So I added up in my mind, right, this is this is good if he's only asking five bucks for this stuff, right? I go, okay, well, what about the, 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 the milled stuff over here, the 2 by 12 And it's got nice cut finish on it, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's all, well, that's, you know, you're getting about $17 a square foot. So now I'm thinking somewhere between 5 and 17 is going to be the reclaimed, right? The the wet, brand new, rough sawn, $5. The the milled stuff, 17 Somewhere in the middle, I'm going to get this reclaimed redwood. Probably came from who knows what. But it's old and gray and beautiful. You can see some of it that's been cut. The inside of it is just glowing it's like sunshine is pouring out of the pores of this word uh, wood and that's what the price was thirty dollars a linear foot my god sunshine value and i'm just like yeah. holy moses i cannot i cannot believe that I, w- I couldn't spend that much that's what three times eight is what 32 300 something bucks uh times 10 it was like three thousand dollars. i don't know my math isn't good but it was <laughs> no no you were right there yeah yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> so wait, so how wide were these boards? Like eight inches, six inches? No, 12. these were two by twelves. Oh, okay, they're twelve two inches. inches. So and they're quarter. Yeah, so and they're and they're selling it by the linear foot, not the board foot. Correct. So it would have been is, even more than times eight. Yeah, yeah. Because so it's four thirty bucks over. Or, so one ten foot oh, no. board is th- is three hundred dollars. Like Correct. One. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so it would have been. 280 bucks or whatever I, either way it was just like i i could not believe 
And then, well, then I could because I'm like, you know what? This is the Bay Area of California. Everything is overinflated here. Um, but in that instance, the price was not right. And that's what I kept thinking. It's like as a reclaimer, when when we do, because I'm trying to find a, a source to buy reclaimed wood instead of me dumpster diving all the time. And you have to really, you can't just buy if the price is not right. You have to, there's a budget. There's always some kind of thing. There's an expectation. Now you can you can charge your clients more because it's reclaimed and, and justify that because of the hard work you put into denailing a pallet or to pay more for reclaimed wood. But there's just certain things that are just conflated way too far, way too far. I, I feel a little guilty because it was just a few episodes ago that I was telling you, I was like, maybe you should consider shopping for something a little higher quality for your builds. But then I forget where you live. Well, <laughs> Apparently and that's, that's not, is, that you, might not be feasible. What's, what stuck hmm. in my head was like, Tim, you, I think you said something like, well, you know, you should go to buy, you know, it's going to be a little more if you go to some place that reclaims it. You're looking at like $8 a linear foot. And I'm like, well, I, I could do that. Okay. You know, eight hmm. bucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eight bucks wouldn't have got me in the front door. So hmm. I'll take four inches, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, was, anyways. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it tends to be uh, I tend to find it sold by the board foot, which I don't know if we should clarify if, if any of our listeners don't know the difference. But but basically linear foot is just the length of the board. So it doesn't matter how wide it is. You would just measure how long it is. And so if it's priced by the linear foot, that's the cost. Board foot is a little more complicated because there's an equation that has it has to do with the length, the width and the thickness of the wood. Right. And so I believe it would be if something's ten dollars a board foot, that would be one 12 inch long by one inch thick by 12 inch wide or one inch wide board right Isn't not that one inch no huh? no not if one inch wide i think it's like six inches wide is a board foot yeah oh yeah one yeah one six inch wide 12 inches long my four quarter yeah which yeah, is that which is an inch board. thick right the inch thick that would be a board yeah. foot are there so, any bees in this there's a i have a i have a calculator on my phone that does it i don't know how it works so I just type the right. numbers in, but um, yeah. So there's so it's a little different. Sometimes it works out in your favor to be linear foot, and sometimes it works out in your favor to be board foot. You know. Even even, but if you even take a look at what Bill's equation is, that makes that redwood, that reclaimed redwood, seven dollars and fifty cents a board foot. Right, which isn't that crazy. Uh, yeah, that's, I, I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't paying two hundred dollars a shelf. That's how I was looking at it. Two hundred dollars per shelf board. I, yeah. I agree with you that the price maybe is beyond the scope of the project. But if you take a look at something like new walnut or whatever in the Bay Area, it's probably like twelve bucks a board foot. You know, eight. I don't, it's somewhere between eight and twelve. Well, maybe yeah. reclaimed, but new walnut I can buy at Home Depot, and it's not that expensive. Really? What? Yeah. How much they is sell it walnut there? at your Home Depot there? They do in some yeah, Home Depots, but yeah, uh, they sell walnut. They sell mahogany. Expensive. No, it's like um, I think the most expensive one is like seven a linear foot, something like that. Seven a linear foot. Wow! Yeah. So, but you but, but they buy only it come. All. But they only come in one inch thicknesses. That's it. Three 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 quarter inch thick because it's uh, dimensional. They're three three quarter yeah. inch. Yeah. Yeah. So Even it's not. Still. 
No, and, and that's what I like to get for my guitar necks when I don't have anything on hand as far as hardwoods because I can get a little, they sell them like the hobby boards, they call it. They sell little three-quarter yeah, inch by thick, four foot long, by three, yeah. foot, three or four foot long yep. for like, you know, six, seven bucks for that whole thing. And it's like, that's a great little guitar neck for me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that you'll find with the reclaim shopping too that, uh, you know, like, and I, I'll say their name again, Urban Miners is the place that I go to a lot. And, you know, they're at eight bucks a board foot for a lot of stuff, but he is not a reseller um, like the place that, well, no, I guess the place you went was was big. Um, the Lumberyard. The Lumberyard. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a Lumberyard. It was not yeah. a reclaim. Now, there's another place that I found um, closer to home in Oakland, and it's called um, the Reuse People. And mm-hmm. it is a deconstruction company. So they yeah, go to these what, houses yeah. and they deconstruct it. They save all those materials. And I'm looking at their online website. They've got like kitchen cabinets or just the, the bases of kitchen cabinets for nothing. They've got sheets of uh, uh, inch and a quarter tongue and groove plywood for like 20 bucks, which would normally be $60 at the big box store. So mm-hmm. that's more reasonable. I, and so and they have hardwood. You have to, you know, it's probably... Um, uh, I would imagine like floorboard or flooring or something like that. So you, you're a little bit more limited on what you can buy, but the price is going to be great. So I'm going to go there this weekend. I'm probably going to do something with the uh, inch and a quarter tongue and groove plywood for the shelving. And I have an idea on how to edge it. Not edge it. I want the edge to show plywood, but I'm oh. going to put a like a veneer on the top of it. So the top of it will be... Um, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to do the top in the, uh, uh, not MDF, but the hardwood, the hardboard. Yep. Because it's a dark brown, and then I'm going to paint the plywood white, and then I'm going to router the edge, and it's going to show the plywood veneer. Crazy. Interesting. It's going to look. That would be very modern looking. It's like the lacquer white walnut look, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's like spray painting silver. Silver, exactly night. what you should do. You should do you those, those shells in silver. Yeah. <laughs> Callback. Callback. Bill looks like he has a stomachache right now. Yeah. Uh, no, I had a pretty good, good dinner. Oh. You jammed he up, said, buddy. I ate at the. Oh, he's oh. coming back. Oh, you're back. <laughs> what do you mean? It's funny. Every time you freeze up. Yeah. Every time you freeze up, Phil, it looks like something uh, didn't sit well with you. Nope, everything's sitting just pretty. Thanks for asking. Well, you're pretty, but sometimes you, your face looks uh, just, uh, never mind. So anyway, I'm going to go to that place this weekend, and i got to get a move on because we're looking at the end of November. Uh, construction has started, and I've got to get all of my projects done and ready to go by the time they move in over Thanksgiving. So, Yeah. Well, that's like next week, or two weeks. Two weeks? Thanksgiving End is, of November. Yeah, end of November. Okay. Sorry, American Thanksgiving, not yeah, the, the real. Oh, Thanksgiving. sorry, I thought you were talking about real Thanksgiving. Sorry, yeah, that already yeah, happened. That already, not that, that whole, yeah. not yeah. not that whole three scale yeah. choo choo train celebration. Not Guy Fox Day, do. none of that. We're talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> Guy Fox Day. Are you? I was talking about real Thanksgiving. You know, not your uh, your your O scale, whatever you're doing over there next month. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy the the deconstruction place a little bit more because it's uh it's not like the wood you get there's a little bit more of the imagination in there you see like because everything's right. like you don't you don't get necessarily the choice wood that you would get at a lumber yard because houses aren't built with that but every once in a while you get some some decent stuff like i you know i always talk about chestnut that's like you know like maybe well not like redwood is too because redwood's everywhere but 
But um, you know, chestnut was everywhere a hundred something years ago. So right. nice. And, and the only way you can get it is is like this, you know, through these types of places, and um, and it's it's just great stuff, you know. So it's either that or pine, you know, a lot of the times. But when the chestnut comes up, it's like you grab it, and and you know, the deconstruction guys, they know that there's that's worth more, and they charge more, you know. Um, right. But what, what you find too, like with guitars and whatnot, is that, like, I was just today, I was milling down, preparing some wood for some guitar bodies, um, some chestnut and some other stuff that I'd gotten the last time I was in Urban Miners. And there were all these pieces that he had cut at like three feet. Um, and they had like, you know, bad edges on them and stuff. And some of them had like stain samples on them. He was showing customers. And so these right, right. were like, like five bucks a piece. He's just like, you know, they're all like 20, 12, 13 inches wide and two inches or an inch and a quarter, inch and a half thick. And, you know, they're like five bucks each, ten bucks each, just because they're they're too short. But for a guitar maker, Jack, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or for it's a exciting. film, I, I, I would take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or a guy that makes projects like you know, like boxes and projects. You know, not furniture. Yeah. You know, but now if you get a job to make a two thousand dollar dining table, sometimes it's worth it to spend that money on that redwood because you know you can get four pieces that look the same that are the same dimensions that. We'll go together. Well, and and I'll be honest with you, rather than go to uh, north of Berkeley, um, to that place, I would actually go up north and I would go to where they actually mill the redwoods, you know, because there's a a couple places I know of up there that gets all the fallen fallen trees and all that stuff and it's a lumber yard it's on it's on your way to um guerneville california santa rosa area by peter brown anyway a couple of places there where they have the big live edge slabs and the gigantic six foot round knotted burls and things like that awesome so yeah if yeah. i if, if i ever decided to which i won't make a gigantic three thousand dollar table yeah well don't knock it till you tried it maybe you will who knows I've made gigantic tables, but I don't know that I want somebody to commission one. I don't know. It was like my favorite thing to do for a while was make really big things. And uh, I just got done making a lot of really big things, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm gonna try and make some small things for a while. <laughs> I, I got to make some big things coming up, and I'm I'm yeah. looking forward. And I haven't made a, a guitar in a while or a cigar box guitar in a while, and I'm like, oh man, it's weird how I'm just itching to get back into the luthier luthier ing. The luthier ing, yeah. Lucier. I feel like you should uh, register that domain. Lutzier.com. Lutzier.com. L-U-T-E-S-I-E-R.com. I don't think you need to rush to register it. <laughs> well, you should. I'm on it. <laughs> no, don't worry. will sell it to you ever. Real cheap. Real cheap. About the price of a big dining table. Ooh. That might be a deal. <laughs> so anyway, so what? So what? What is an instance where the price might be exorbitant to either one of you, but it's worthwhile? That would be the right price. What would an example of that be? As far as like getting materials for a build or a gift or something. Wait, so, so why male models? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I just, I just tuned that out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Could you ask the question again? I just realized I was tuning out. Just as an example, what what would be worth it to you if if it were a commission job or a gift or something to pay an exorbitant amount of money? The price that would be the right price because this particular project was worth it. Or a tool, even though you know you can yeah. get it cheaper. Is sometimes is it timing? You know, it's like I need this thing now. So I mean, what are some examples of overpaying for something because you know that? It's the, it's the right price for the right time. Go ahead, Phil. 
the the one example that comes to mind for me and uh, is the domino. If you're going to be mm. putting together like monster furniture and you need to be able to do it quickly and you don't want to use pocket holes, you know, there's the, the domino would be an example of overpaying for a tool but getting a real Value. amount of quality. Yeah, mm. real amount. And the reason I'm even thinking of that is because um, there's this YouTube channel that I watch called the Homestead Craftsman. Mm-hmm. I think he, I've seen it. He's down in uh, he's down in Tennessee. Anyways, so like this guy, if you follow the progression of his channel, he makes uh, farm tables, and he has for a long time. That's his bread and butter. And if you watched him right at the beginning, the guy had like an S10 pickup, really basic tools, like you know, like the way everybody starts off with like a circular saw and a, and a drill. You know, like that was it. And now he's progressed all the way to the point where he's got like track saws, uh, you know, like a 3500 truck and, you know, a gigantic uh, uh, trailer and he, he and a, what's it called, an Alaskan mill, he's milling his own logs. Like he's really, really come a far way. So it was, it was interesting to see uh, this one project that he did, which was a huge, huge, huge white oak table. And he was like, listen, the time constraints, here's why I got the tool, here's what it's doing for me. And I thought it was a great video that really explained you know, like when a tool is really worth it. Up, up in the game, especially when it comes to production. If you're gonna, um, if if you're gonna start cranking out a bunch of something, and, and you need a quality tool, Domino definitely fits that bill. Izzy just did a, um, a tool review of the cheapest track saw he could find on. You saw that, yeah. And and his point was, look, man, this thing does everything it should. Uh, for the money, for most of us, if that's what we're going to do in the garage, pull it out once in a while, boom, this thing's worth the money. But if you are a production shop, if you're a cabinet shop, if you're somebody who's cutting that day in and day out, you're probably going to wear that out fairly quickly. So investing in a more expensive something would work. And in the, in the case of that guy you're talking about, Phil, I think that's exactly what he was doing. Well, there was that. And, and an interesting example of the tracks that you just brought up is in that video that Izzy was talking about, he sort of lets go of the trigger, and then you hear sort of like this strange metal-on-metal metal sound, and he talks about the fact that it's cheap bearings and whatever. For most people, that's fine. But you're right. For a production shop, there's two factors. One, that saw is probably going to wear out inside of two days. And two, production shops are all about dust control. I mean, for the most part, right? You're talking about your workers' health and safety. So that's where Festool really comes in, and, or a higher-end product, let's say, like the mm. DeWalt or the Makita tracks does also. They've just got much better dust control, and, and that's, that's what you're really paying for, because a saw's going to cut. A track's going to go straight, but it's the engineering behind keeping that dust sequestered. The, uh, I was just talking about this with my neighbor. We are talking about, like, uh, like Harbor Freight, you know. There are mm-hmm. certain tools that, the, you know, for the average woodworker, there's nothing wrong with buying the Harbor Freight version. But yep. you have to understand. I almost look at it like uh, training wheels. Like so, you're you know you, you started making some pallet wood boxes and you enjoyed it, and so you started buying tools. And you don't mm-hmm. you know you don't know if you're gonna how far you're gonna go. So you buy that you buy that Harbor Freight tool, and then by the time it breaks, you know whether you need a good one or not. Right. You know? If yeah. it's three, if it's four, five, six years later before it finally starts to act up, you could probably just get another cheap one. If it breaks within mm-hmm. you know six months, you know it's a tool that you're gonna use enough that's worth investing in. I agree you know, with you, and not that I'm a it's huge a, fan of a disposable economy, but you don't want to. Go, you don't just buy Festool for your first tool. 
You know, you just don't. No, that would be insane. Well, yeah. I mean, that's all perspective. If you got some experience with some other tools, sure. Well, it doesn't matter. If you've got the money to spend on that, for me, that would be a consideration. I mean, a serious consideration. I would probably have to save up a little bit for it. I can't understand what that means to have the money to just go buy a festival and know if you're going to use it. I don't either, but I do know some people that they get interested in something and they'll go out and buy the best that money can buy because they have the money. And if they they fall out of interest, they'll give it away. You know, within mm. your means. It's all about living within your means, right? So we want to find the people out there who bought the Festool stuff because they wanted to try the woodworking and it was they wanted and to they the hate it. and they hate it and they don't like it. And you're looking to give and it they, away. You can reach yep. me to at Reclaimed Audio Podcast. <laughs> Tim at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. Info. No, not Tim at Reclaimed. I could use a I could use a Domino. I have a um. You know, Bradley Boggs gave me um the biscuit joiner. Yeah, uh, which it was super kind of. He gave it to me a couple years ago, and I was like, you know what? As a guy that makes at the time, especially the guy that makes giant dining tables for a living, I should really have one. I was just always doing straight up, you know, gluing and stuff, and because I was like, well, the glue holds. You don't need, but the dominoes help with the or the the biscuits help with alignment so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with all this like kind of crazy, you know, reclaimed wood. Uh, man, what a great tool that is! And the dust collection yeah. on that is is pretty good. It's a porter cable. Um, yeah, this. Uh, I mean. Do you need that to make a dining table? No. If you're going to make a lot of them, you should get one yeah. or yeah. a domino, you know. There's there's a if you can if <laughs> there's a trick, it's it's a continuous biscuit basically. It's just a spline. Oh, if the spline. I've done that. Yeah. Right yeah. right where you run you just you just put a, a notch if you're bread, on one and end, if you breadboard a notch the on the other end. It. Yeah. Well, if it's in the middle, you're not going to It's tongue and groove with a loose tenon for the groove. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I I gave away a biscuit joiner to a, um, a Russian woodworker, I think it was, young young man I met at Maker Fair, because I never used it. I bought it, and it's like you know what, when I need one, I can just I can spline it. It's, yeah. a, it's basically it's a it's a convenient spliner. I, huh. I gave one away too because someone gave me, it was um, it was the guy that gave me all the wood from uh, from the boat. Oh my god, I can't. Believe the Ernestina guy. Yeah, I can't believe I'm flicking on his name right now. Alex? Uh, why don't we why, why no. don't we just call him Ernestine? I'm okay, sure he'd like that. Ernest- <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that. He gave Yeah, hey, I gave Tim all I this nice up- stuff and you know what he does? He calls me a woman. Very cool. <laughs> no, Ernestine is the masculine of Ernestina. Ernest. Ernestino. Ernest would like be the masculine of Ernestina. <laughs> is isn't there an actress, Ernestina Borgnine? Ba-dum-bum. Anybody old enough to recognize that? Yeah, yeah. we all know Ernest Berg- no, Borgnine. Uh, and yeah. and also the reason I said that is because he's most famous for his show Mikhail's Navy, which was about they were on a PT boat. Boat goes back to Tim's guy that gave him boat wood from a wood boat. That was brilliant. Callback. Yeah. You're looking up the dude's name, aren't you? I'm trying to. <laughs> it's driving me nuts now. I feel so bad. I was just thinking about him the other day. I'm I also was I, thinking about him the other day. Because, uh, well, it was just I, when I sold the bass, I was uh, I was giving the girl Taryn a tour of my shop, and I was I was like, like oh, check out this, because the fingerboard in the bass is from the Ernestina, so I was telling her the whole story. Yeah. yeah. I still but, have a little yeah. chunk left. Do you? Yeah. The red stuff? Uh, no, the white oak. Oh, with yeah, the co- yeah, yeah, With the copper paint on it that I have to be careful around. Yeah, yeah, take that outside when you clean it off or a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just give your just give your kids a wire brush and have them clean it off. 
No, that's not why Bill's saying whatever. He's saying whatever because he didn't get any. Oh, is that why? Are you jealous? Yeah, I didn't get any at all. Casey got no. some. Not, not some of that. She got the white oak, but whatever. I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't care. Hey, um, and now I feel, thank you, Tim, because now I feel guilty because uh, I mentioned the track saw and that I'm going to probably use the inch and a quarter tongue of groove plywood for shelving. And I have that track saw that, and I can't remember his name, who sent me. Uh, or he sent me the track that you had your own circular saw to. Yeah, the true track. Levi. Yeah. His name the, is Levi. 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 Hey, Levi. Sorry, yes. buddy. I don't know why I was flaking on. So, Levi, thank you. I will be using that yet again for uh, an upcoming project for Casey Salon. Nice. Can't remember his own guy's name, but he remembered mine. Thank you, no, Levi. He, he, no, he remembered no. his oh, own guy. I remember my own. Oh, you can't your remember guy. yours. Yeah. Oh, I still can't you can, remember You can mine. thank okay. Levi, too. Yeah. yeah Levi's he, the wood really... guy. The track side guy, wasn't it? I want to say Greg. Uh, I like Greg. Was it Greg? I like Greg. Was it Alan? No, uh, it wasn't Alan Canterbury, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. I have I have an envelope with every name, address, uh, envelope, a great big manila folder with everybody who's ever sent me a sticker or a track saw in it and i just have to go through and figure out who did it you don't have a separate, you don't have a separate folder he's received many sauce. many track saws i haven't received many track saws but i have received many beautiful kind generous things whether it's a note or a track saw and i keep them all and oh, a lot of them are I, hanging on the wall in my shop i just got my uh, my palette from gary and got got that note so that was oh, isn't that nice. cool yeah. yeah it's nice thanks gary that was really nice I feel bad that I, I can't remember all the names. Like, just, just like I mean, Levi's been to my shop a couple of times. We hang out. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ima- imagine you changed, Jimmy. Man. You've really changed. I, imagine Jimmy. On a weekly basis, Jimmy opens up, what, 250 packages of stuff that people make for him? I don't know if it's 250, but certainly well, a lot. I'm, say, it's, yeah. I, I'm exaggerating. Probably 20. Course, I'm just saying. It's, it's a lot. It's like, yeah. the, and the craftsmanship of some of that stuff is beyond his ability. And it's like... And he even says so. He's like, "Well, I could, I could make something like this, you know." And it's like, "What? This community just rock and rolls. We love you guys. We really, yeah, do. pretty great." All right, what Indeed. material? What material would you spend more than you feel? Or in fact, as reclaimers, there's a time when you can't do reclaimed. You have to go buy new. I know Tim, you suffer with that now and again. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. But, you know, like your original question, you know, and we kind of got us onto that domino track, though. It's like it's really about convenience. It's like, when do you want to pay for convenience? And, yeah. um, you know, as uh, as Dave Gagne coined, you know, for me that I follow the path of most resistance. So I, I avoid paying for convenience. And that's in, in essence all I do. That's what separates me from any other maker is like, well, instead of the, the easy way, I'm going to look for the way to do it that doesn't cost and find the equity in, in my time or in myself. But, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, sometimes, yeah, you're just up against the wall and it's like, I got to get it done. I got to go to the store. I, I can't bang out a bunch of nails to put this thing back together. I got to buy a box of nails, you know, and that just happens. And, and that's, that's the times that, you know, I pay for stuff and I do it happily, you know, well, happily if it's in the budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you consider that when, um, and I'm referring to, I, I have a little bit of a, uh, experience in, in um, commission work, I do, but it's been a long time and you two do it on a regular basis. Um, do you consider that if somebody's, you know, okay, Tim, I want you to build me a 
seven guitar stand made out of mahogany, are you automatically thinking I'm going to the lumber yard and I'm buying new mahogany because I can't find that much? And then you quote him off the top of your head what you think that would be, knowing that the price is going to be exorbitant? Or do you struggle with that? Do you like, I wonder where I can get all that mahogany from? Well, it's it almost works out the same because you figure like the retail price of buying something new versus the sweat equity of creating it from reclaimed or finding it and stopping it from reclaimed. So it is, it it depends on the case. I mean, like that's obviously, I would probably not take that job. It's just not my wheelhouse, you know, new mahogany. I would, I would sell them on something else. Uh, I'd be like, well, you know, I have this great Kumaru, (laughs) you know, it's called Brazilian mahogany, (laughs) you know, Um, you know, I, I got a couple hundred feet of that, but, um, you know that's how I would approach that, and if they, but if they were like, oh no, I want this, then I I'd just get them the price of what it is new, and if I could do something different or better, it would probably end up being the same. You know, there have been times that like, and and I'm still learning that that when someone comes into the job, hey, can you make this? And I look at it, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta get some steel to bend to this, and I gotta create a hinge, and it's like, oh yeah, they sell hinges. I could buy a hinge, you know, and so I have to like think about that sometimes and look at a job and be like well what am i really going to make on this because i want to make all all parts of it that's what handmade means to me but then you realize that like I, i'm not going to blow glass and put a light bulb element in it i gotta buy a light bulb like you know yeah that's insane yeah uh obviously i'm not going to do that but um it would be really fun to try uh <laughs> yes from a safe <laughs> distance <laughs> yeah to be like, i even made the bulb <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I milled um, the tungsten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you're uh, you're the extreme of us though. That that would do that. Yeah. Not like Phil. Not so if, much. If, not so much. Like I I as well I, more th- so than Phil and I. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I would find that I would find the hinge off some old piece of crap cabinet and and take it off and brush it and you know paint it or something and use a you know an old hinge and, rather than buy a new one. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. It so is Phil. Do you do you look at that like in your head when you're when you're pricing something? Most of your pricing is done over the internet, though, right? Who are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do I, what do I look at? I, so, I l- like, okay, somebody says, "Hey, I want I want a whiskey box, but I want it all to be mahogany." Um. Yeah. See, the the my, the difference between me and Tim is that I'm usually setting the parameters for the project, and it's okay. kind of like. You can tweak the sizes and you can tweak the color, but the material is is my choosing really. Well, what um, if you got okay? What if your neighbor came up and said, "Hey, I know you make stuff. Um, yeah. I want a I want a dining table. I'd love it to be out of uh, you know oak top and blah 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 blah." Mm-hmm. How does your mind work as far as like knowing that you're going to have to spend money to buy new? Mm-hmm. It, it would be expensive, or would you? Would you try and figure out where can I get this stuff reclaimed? Does it make a difference? Like Tim was saying, it really doesn't make a difference. Whether you buy new or you have to put in the sweat equity to find that stuff, the price is balanced out. How do you see that? You know, I tend to agree with that. I mean, ultimately, if I have to spend 10 hours taking apart pallets, for example, uh, or I just go take 30 minutes over to the Home Depot or whatever, the lumberyard or whatever it is, and, and pick up that same wood, those dollars are the same. My time right. is worth 50 bucks an hour, you know what I mean? Versus going and spending whatever, $500 on wood, let's say. It's just, so it's, so he's right, that trade-off is the same. I now have, if I buy the wood, I now have 10 extra hours to actually work on the project versus 10 yeah. less hours to work on the project. So money and time are always interchangeable as far back as anything goes. Literally exchanging right. time for money is the oldest profession. So 
a hundred percent I agree with that as far as pricing on projects I'd say give me a minute I'm gonna go work it out I'm gonna see how much uh, oak costs versus the chance of being able to find enough oak for me anyway being able to find right. enough oak for a dining room table forget about it I have to buy it so I gotta go see what my yeah. pricing is yeah. and then I have to do a a fairly rough estimate of however long I think it's gonna take to make the table and then I add 50% to that and then I multiply it by my dollar value and then and then that's my quote. So chances are my next door neighbor Stuart is not going to buy a table for me. <laughs> well that's that's exactly what I do. I don't necessarily do the 50% markup but I I I'm round up and What's that? Cuz I'm horrible. I I always uh, think, "Ah, I could knock this out in 2 days." 5 yeah, well, days no, later, I'm still doing it. I do the roundup and I and I think about that sometimes too while I'm working as like, "Oh man, like I figured this would take me eight hours, and this is my fourth day. But then I think about it, like, have I really been working all day on it? <laughs> you know, or have I been listening to podcasts and, and you know, and doing other stuff and playing guitar? You know, that's different. So you have yeah, to. You I have actually to add, do take that long. Right. So I, I will look at the job and and do you know? The, and the more you make, the better idea you have of how long it's going to take. You know, yes. that's just consistently for everyone. You never, you know, you're always adjusting. Um, but then sometimes, like, you get really fast at something, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you should sell it for less, you know, because it's like now you're getting paid for your skill. You no, know, you should you, absolutely you, not sell it for yeah. less because that's getting fast at it is the price that you've paid for the yeah. no, or you know the knowledge that you've gained. That's that's mm -hmm. your profit. That you you yeah. get time back, you know. Yeah, I, I use this example yeah. all the time about uh, when I worked for a Toyota dealership. Um, oh yeah, the mechanics. Yeah, the mechanics. Mm. Man, these guys were journeymen, and they would get a job that you open up the book, replace the head gaskets. It's a sixteen-hour job, and they can get it done in an hour and a half because they've been doing it for so long. They have all the. They have that one wrench that's crooked that fits right behind that one thing. It takes them five seconds to get that bolt off. They've already got rebuilt heads sitting on that they paid for sitting on the shelf. So when they pull the head off, they can put a brand new head back on. They don't have to send it to the machine shop. These guys know what they're doing, so they can do five 16 hour jobs a day and make bank mm. because mm. you know the dealer uh, Toyota was paying for these uh, recalls mm. but the new guy he's he's spending every 16 hours of that 16 hours if not more and only getting paid for 16 hours so your mm. your time whether you, when you get good at something you should actually charge more the less and time I'm, it takes you yeah I'm definitely the new guy yeah. most of the time but that's also my business model is that I'm the guy that yeah. makes unique bespoke things because that's what I want to do with my time you know, like mm -hmm. when I get to the point where I start getting good at it is when I kind of don't want to make it anymore. It gets boring, you know. I get that. But uh, yeah, you know, and I do I do cash in on that sometimes. There are things and, you know, with the CNC machine, for instance, I mean, I, I want to put that to work because the, the time is in writing the code. You know, once the code's done, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead. That's that's what I've been filling up my Etsy store with is stuff like that, because then it's like mm -hmm. I can let the machine, you know, pay me for the work I put into learning how to use the machine. Or at least that's the theory. It hasn't really paid off yet. Hundred <laughs> percent. We'll see what no, happens. I, I find myself uh, the few commission jobs I take or that get volunteered. Um, <laughs> no, the few the few the few I take lately, I find myself I will agree to just about anything, and I'll throw out. I'm, I can pretty much throw out a price and, and be okay with that, knowing that I'm not going to get too screwed. Um, but if somebody wants something, you know, it's like, well, I want it to be made out of mahogany. I'll just say, you got it. And then I'll do my best to find some kind of nice hardwood that I can find reclaimed and then try and talk them out of the mahogany later, you know, given the chance that maybe they'll go for it. If they, if they insist on the mahogany and I can't find it, then I'll go buy it. But 
I'll, I'll say absolutely that'd be beautiful we can do that That'll, here's the price we're good we're happy okay boom and then you try and sell them on something a different material that and give them a story about it at the same time so mm. let them think that they, you can still have what you want but I found this kumaru this is African mahogany and this came from a friend of mine whose grandpa cut it down originally when it was legal and it, whatever the story is right mm. and then you sell them on that and that also will increase your profit because now you've, you you're they're sold on the price but now you've got this free material or or a material that you've already paid for with your sweat equity uh, mm -hmm. the old bait and switch yep sounds ethical <laughs> I, I call it the ethical bait and switch absolutely because you're not lying about anything well it, it, it's steering your customers down the road that you want to take them and I, I do that but a little bit differently um, that you know I do the the yes and kind of thing it's like they like hey can you do this I'm like yes and I could do it like this too you know well I oh, just but I, I do it I before money's exchanged oh, if it's for me I'm not here yeah. it's my wife should I no I won't do it um, but no I, I, I do the same thing but I just secure that work I, I secure the work first because like I said I'll go buy the mahogany if I have to and I know yeah. the price I, I got smart, it I can I do it yeah. And it, it just gives you the opportunity to, to maybe change it up later if you can. But a lot of times you can't. You realize that there's just nothing. I can't find any in the time frame. And yeah. the time frame is the big thing. I find the biggest obstacle. Um, if you tell somebody it's going to be done in a couple of weeks, you usually want to get it done in a couple of weeks. You don't want to go over that. You yeah. Know? And if you spend, if it's like, hey, I can get this material, I can make, I can definitely make a bigger profit if I go get this material, but it's now going to push it to three weeks. Now you're pushing your, that, that would be unethical to me. It's like, I'm trying to make more money. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that I can't get it done at the time I told you. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. The price has got to be right. Yeah. And also yeah. I think, I think you're kind of leaning towards the ends justify the means. And I, and I partially agree with that. I mean, ultimately, we are trying to use reclaimed and we are trying to be reclaimers. So if you can do that in a way that straddles the line of ethics in a way that we're all comfortable with, then, then more power to you. Every time I've done that, the customer's been happy and they've gotten a story to go along with the project they thought they wanted. Most often, people see something at Target or at, you know... Uh, Nordstrom's or something and they take a picture of it like hey can you and make they, something like this and they read the tag and the tag says mahogany and so they think right yeah right. so they don't that's realize that's the stain often, color yeah. yeah so I mean most most often people are they, it's an idea that they want you to make for them yeah and uh, so like I said secure the job knowing that you will make what they want if that's what it comes down to but now okay look I've got a little bit of time to maybe turn this into something profitable for me and better for the planet and give them something a little bit more meaningful that they might keep and not just put on a garage sale when they get ready to move or something you know mm -hmm. heirloom heirlooms yeah, like that's tomatoes a great word to use yeah, yeah. I, like I do that. like that tomatoes i, I yeah. love tomatoes it's one of my favorite fruits but geez, I you're feel like one of just... my favorite fruits yeah <laughs> i feel like we just barely now scratched I'm the blushing. surface on this topic <laughs> All right, I think we have gotten to the end of. Uh, yeah, there's I think so much we more we could pretty say. Well, no, I, I feel like there's a lot more we could say, but we're definitely running running out of time. I, you now, know what I so. think? Part two. I think that there's there. Yeah. Well, not part two. I think there's a few more uh, topics in, involved in this this realm. So we'll definitely have to remember this. Okay, mm. I'm in it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, iTunes review review. 
I'm opening Ooh. it right now. Uh, one second, I was a little slow on that. Or at least my computer's a little slow today. Okay, let's see if we have any new ones here under the ratings and reviews. Uh, most so. recent. Talladega uh, Nights. No, okay. Talladega Nights is the most recent, so I'm going to do the old spin and click. <sighs> Spinning the wheel on the mouse. Okay, here we go. Price is right. It's kind of like the... Oh, I'm spinning know. the wheel, yeah. Yeah, hey, pretty good. That's no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. No, no, there's one in Price is Right also. Where they have to get closest to a dollar. Close to a dollar. Oh, that's without right, going yeah. over For the showcase at the end. I haven't watched the show. I always wondered if anybody ever, like, tripped as that big giant thing was spinning and got their leg caught. That's... Maybe. I don't know, man. Oh. Tim? Okay, here's um here is from T Freeze on July twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. Love it, five stars. I always enjoy listening to these guys talk about making, especially when they get all philosophical. Oh wow, just oh. I don't think anybody would like that. I am not a woodworker, so sometimes I'm lost when they get into the real wood stuff. But I am an upcycler, so m most of the content transfers to what I do, and it's wonderful. Thanks, guys. Well, I have news for you: we're not real woodworkers either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> Thank you. That was a nice one. But I play one on TV. So yeah, on YouTube. Well, on YouTube. I, I would say all of our uh, woodworking references come from uh, my best friend Spags, my best um, friend Spags. Izzy, and probably Jimmy. Those are the three greatest woodworkers on the planet. That make Matt videos. Matt around. And that, that, I bet yeah. you there's some guys that don't make videos that are pretty good too. So we gotta yeah. we gotta put them into. No, there's no woodworkers that don't make videos. <laughs> Not anymore. Good point. Good point. <laughs> solid, solid point. Yeah. Hello. What uh, what grabbed your attention this week, Billutes? Um. Well, to be honest with you, what grabbed my attention and kind of got me fired up. I've been a little over overwhelmed and kind of daunted about this salon project, and then going to that lumber yard. But uh, what caught my attention is this um, dismantling reclaimed the reuse people store that's what's got my attention i'm excited about going to that that will be in fact casey's going to go with me this weekend because she's excited about it so yeah that's that's what got my attention i didn't realize there was one that close um never really looked into it i just thought i'd go to a reclaimed lumber store and that's that would be good enough but i think uh, the tim sway style of dismantlers people that are going out there putting their sweat equity in trying to reuse this material as opposed to send it downstream so okay it's it's a fun experience uh something i mean so i've been to a bunch of stores like that the, like there's the restore which is the habitat for humanity version of it right no um, we've been to that and yeah which is okay urban it's more, yeah you know but, but they uh, sell yeah. more like furniture and stuff it's almost like a it's yeah. like a, an amazing thrift store it's like and a that's good, not what a, i have in mind Right, yeah, yeah the, these real deconstruction places, if you get lucky and you find the right one, like, unfortunately, my guy lost his big space, so it's not as fun right. as it used to be, but, yeah, you get in, and it's just, you know, you just find the coolest stuff, you know? Yeah. Coolest broken things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very um, cool. Well, what, a, what about you, Tim? What caught your attention? Uh, I, I had one that I'm going to save for next week, and instead I'm going point to point out the one that I just watched right before... We started recording this as our, our boy Tom, the Infinite Craftsman, one of our Patreon supporters, mm -hmm. put out his... He's been working on this, <laughs> this ridiculous thing for months of this uh, this desk. Oh, the powered is, cart. 
the powered desk it has a, a, a like a broken like jazzy like a handicap scooter wheels on it and he's got a switch and so he can wheel his this desk in and out and around his yard and up hills and stuff without putting any effort into it he has his computers on and um, the the joke was I think he had on Instagram when he was saying that the video was out that his his sister said to him why don't you just get a laptop and <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's asking <laughs> so, so he's asking people to watch the video and then at the end to to post comments directed to his sister <laughs> about why why I didn't get to the end of the video laptop. that's so funny yeah uh, it's it pretty good so you have to go check out the Infinite Craftsman on YouTube his uh, his his desk it's it's fun to watch it's like i like his editing style it's a, it's a lot of fun and the, and the yeah. build is just ridiculous and cool you know yeah very cool um i um i was watching this channel called the good of the land have any of you have seen it uh it's one of these no. sort of channels where he does a lot of restorations on on metal tools and stuff so uh, his biggest video is um one dollar garage sale rust bucket restoration so there's all of these like metal objects inside one of those, uh, you know, those four gallon pails that you get at Home Depot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes one by one and he restores each one of them. And like the, one of them is an axe, which is like a double blade axe that he converts to a fireman's axe. One is like a, um, it's a rabbit plane or a, what's it called again? Yeah, a rabbit plane. Anyway, so I, some cool stuff and I really enjoy it. Uh, like the, I've never done it, but I'd like to do the rust removal and restoration of old tools so you know you sort of watch a million videos of something you sort of fantasize of doing before you do it so that's kind yeah. of where i'm at and he's done really well he's got a cool. great personality also one of these southern gentlemen i enjoy watching cool yeah way to go yeah i like to see that happening too you know just yeah, like stuff amazing. getting saved I'm like my, when i was talking to my neighbor again today he had this huge vice it's like a it's got to be 150 pounds like there's you know bigger than your typical and it says Meriden, connecticut on it where my shop is you know cool and he was at it he was he does some contracting and stuff and he's at a guy was he's just watching this guy just pitching stuff into a dumpster and uh you know like and he's they're doing a clean out in this house and he sees the vice and he just says to the guy he's like hey you know can i can i grab that the guy's like uh-uh that's mine he goes how about i give you 20 bucks for it he goes, okay, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> and so then my neighbor says to him, but you got to unbolt it and put it on my truck. He's like, no problem. <laughs> so wow, I mean, must have been a big guy. So, you know, he, he gets home and he Googles the thing and, uh, you know, it's worth like, you know, 800 bucks or something. You know, people oh, Jesus. Have, you know, six, 800 bucks for these things all day, you know. Like, That's insane. Yeah. It's amazing, like, what, I mean, we could talk about, you know, value, right? Uh, like your value of something versus my value of something versus objective, let's say. Yeah. That could be a great topic also. Well, that's like my how, whole business is based on that, really, right. like playing with that. Well, yeah, but all what, marketing. All marketing is based on that, right? It's trying to figure yeah. out what is of value. Perceived value, yeah. yeah. And, and dictating that. Value. Anyways, that, let me write that down. And by that, I mean one of you two should write it down. Um, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. Super important. A for us. B for you to get them read out at the end of every show. I've made it easy for everybody to do that. Hit us up on our website, uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. I have a link there that uh, opens up iTunes where you can leave a review. Same deal for Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. There's also a link for our Patreon on reclaimedaudiopodcast.com 
where you can click on it and uh, and see all the rewards that you get for joining up as a patron and uh, the least of which is is getting access to the pre-show which is where the brain trust of these two dudes comes together to put together one heck of a podcast so thank real you. quick uh, thanks to Robert who messaged me and remember that we were arguing about microwaves he answered he said just listen to the podcast the history of microwave goes along this line in the process of developing a ray beam weapon it was discovered that you could track aircraft radar uh, in the development of radar, a guy's chocolate bar melted, blah, blah. But anyway, somebody that listened to the podcast uh, reached out to me, said that. It was like, that's cool. That's so yeah. cool. So, and, mm. he, and he ends up, uh, thanks for the podcast and your morning pictures. Oh, you're welcome, Robert. Thanks that's for two shout outs for your pictures in one day. <laughs> wow. I know. Ho- hopefully, that garage door is big enough to let your head out. Uh, we're going to find out right now, yeah. so uh, I'm going to open the door, and we'll say uh, Casey, I'm stuck goodbye, again. <laughs> I'll get the butter. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody. Right. Be good. <laughs>